Welcome back to a special edition of Treaty Talk. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Kellen of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star, just under a week out from Limerick, capturing the All Ireland title for the second time in three years. An incredible achievement for John Kiley and his side, and we'll get into it very quickly. And, and it was a, a different championship behind closed doors, Matt, and you, you were fortunate to be there. And it's a, it's, a, it's a pity that more people weren't there, but that's just the way we're living these days. It is, Jack, and just to quote John Milan, <laughs> this week, like we have permanent smiles, I love me county. Um, yeah, Jack, um, it, it, it was a final, it, it was a final with a difference, and uh, as you said, sadly, there were thousands upon thousands of Limerick people who would have loved to be there to share the moment, and um, it, it has been a difficult year for us, for us all, and coming into this Christmas time, and it's a very, very special time in Limerick, um, having won the Ireland just 10 days before Christmas. And, and like th- th- there could be a danger that, that people will overreach in terms of um, the guidelines. And um, I, I, before we reflect on the match, I would like to emphasize the importance of adhering to the guidelines. Um, because certainly in the last couple of days, Figures have been going very, very much in the wrong direction. It, it looks as if the government are going to have to pull back on, on the relaxation of, of, of restrictions. And we must remember, Jack, that um, it, it was totally different for the players um, when they won their Ireland. And, you know, three year, four years ago, if you said to us that we'd have two Ireland's in, in three years, they've gone well. Nobody in our wildest dreams had it, had it expected. But in the immediate aftermath and, 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 and the glory of victory, um, Declan Hannan, who gave one of the great, I think, um, winning captain speeches in Crow Park on, on, on Sunday last, emphasized the importance of people staying safe and adhering to the guidelines and not breaching the guidelines. John Kiley forcibly reiterated it in his interviews. We hang on these lads every word during the year when it comes to hurling. Let's hang on what they're saying. Let's do what they've asked us to do. Because there were thousands upon thousands of, of Limerick uh, fans that would have loved to have been in Croke Park last, last week. But I can tell you, no matter how much they would have loved to have been there, John Kiley and his squad would have far more loved as much as if they were there. They too would, would, want, to, would want to be sharing the moment with, 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 the, with, the, with the fans. Um, we're in difficult times. The end is in sight. The vaccine is underway. The vaccine will be, in, um, will be started to be rolled out in 10 days' time. We've just got to stick with this for a couple of months. And who knows, let's hope we'll have bums back on seats and we'll be all together and when I say all together, I mean every single Limerick person that wants to be there when Limerick opened the defence of their of, of the league and championship and that it would be safe for people to come back in stadiums. Like, that is the prize. The prize is within tantalisingly close to us. It's, it's within months. We can see it. You know, the prize of, of, of getting rid of this pandemic and the prize of, of getting back and watching the sport we love. Yeah, definitely. That's something that we we will we be keen on doing. And if John Kiley says to do something, uh, the Limerick Hurlers have shown that if you do what John Kiley says, that good things will come. So yeah, well, if John Kiley and Declan Hannan says, say, you know, have said it, and and like in, in that moment of euphoria, um, you know, they were so rooted to the ground that they said it, and we should listen. Yeah, and hopefully that when Limerick, as you said, open up the defence of their All Ireland next year, whenever that'll be that uh, we will be there to witness it in the flesh, uh, like all times. But I don't know, Matt, it, what was, if you said to me three years ago, what would be more crazy, that there'd be no one at an All-Ireland final, or that Limerick would be winning a second All-Ireland in three years. This team is just incredible. It's, it's just incredible, uh, Jack. They, 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 they have pushed out um, They have pushed out the boundaries, the boundaries of, 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 what, we, of what we even dreamt of. Like, but, you see... It wasn't a great All-Ireland final. It wasn't a great All-Ireland final um, for a neutral because of the dominance of Limerick um, and the performance that they put on. 
it, it was a one-sided performance. Now, Lynn Carlson, his post-match interview, um, that the, the scoreboard at the end didn't look pretty, and it didn't look pretty. And it, it, it possibly even flattered Waterman a little, right? Because if, if, if you recall in the, uh, early in the game there, when, when them, that fantastic move that they created, that Limerick created when, when Kyle Hayes had a blasted goal, uh, Stephen O'Keefe saved it, and, and the follow-up from Keane Lynch um, had that gone in, floodgates could have actually opened Jack because Limerick, Limerick had a, a certain, at that stage, a certain element of, of, of dominance in the game that, that, like John Kiley said after 40 seconds, he said it set the, the first 40 seconds set the tone of the game for him. And I, I think certainly, I was saying after five minutes that I thought that Limerick at that stage looked comfortable and that we were going to have a, that we were going to have a happy result. And that's, 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 that's how it transpired. And, um, you, you know, the, the, like had had Limerick got a goal, I, I think it would have it, it would have made them um, it would have made a massive difference. But um, if you look back and and um, contrast Limerick's start in the All Ireland final with that of their start in the All Ireland semi final against Galway, where where they were a small bit sluggish, small bit sloppy in in in, in the opening exchanges. Struggling a small bit to stay in touch, getting into Tom Morrissey with a couple of points to keep us there, and we suddenly got 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 into the game. That was never likely to happen on, the, on Sunday, and like the, the fear you'd have was was that you would have that type of situation again. That Limerick would be slow to start. Waterford might get a goal or two. Although Fagan nearly got a goal in the second minute for Waterford, um, that was a screamer that. That, that 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 he sent in, but um, uh, look, that that never the, the fear that whatever we're going to draw clear in the first ten or fifteen minutes or, or build up a lead that would be have to be dismantled. It was it it, it was never really good. That was the only time that it came near, um, you know, really materializing. Limerick comfortably won the All Ireland, like an like when you try to pick out. If you're asked where did Limerick win the All Ireland, <laughs> there are 15 places they won the All Ireland, aren't there? Now, all right, there, there was exceptional, exceptional performances. Like the, the, the performance of 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 um, uh, Gerard Hagerty, of course, you know, uh, was there for everyone to see. Tom Morrissey must have been a close call on, on, on man of the match. Kyle Hayes, like, but all through this year, and we've we've spoken very little about him, uh, and Jack. Is Dermot Burns. Dermot Burns has been Mr. Consistency over the five games. He's been absolutely superb over the five games. Excellent. You know, absolutely excellent. It, like, it, it, it was the Dermot Burns like, that, 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 you know, that we know. That, that you know, he, like, he absolutely magnificent. Declan Hannon, of course, again, magnificent leading from the front. He could go through 1 to 15. And, and we, we, we certainly will go through... A few of the players, probably some of the players aren't getting the credit they deserve, but just on that opening 40 seconds, because you were quick to references and John Kiley references straight after the game, you kind of saw everything good about Limerick within the first minute. Um, I'm, I'm unsure of the Watford player that comes out, but he hits, I think it's William who he runs straight into our Tom Morrissey and he crumbles and that's the strength of Limerick, the physicality and intensity and it pops out Tom Morrissey and from the cutest of angle, fires over the bar nonchalant and you don't even blink because it's Tom Morrissey and that's what he does, but in such a split second, you see everything that's good about Limerick. What, what's more impressive or the equally impressive, Limerick's physicality, intensity, or the, the skill or the ability to match both? But it, 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 it's the last thing you said, Jack. You can have a physical team and then, then, then you know, some of them might be able to strike a ball five yards. Like, but, um, like they, have, they have a suite of skills without exception. They have a first touch. They have they have an appreciation of the, the use of the ball. Like we we saw him several times there, um, the way Kyle Hayes used the ball out of the halfback line. Dermot Burns, Declan Hannon is is fantastic at distributing the ball. Like you know, they they, they have the full hand. They have the full suite of skills. And and like you know, if if you're another county and you're planning, how do you stop these boys? Like you know, you have to look beyond the fifteen, as we've said so often. Like. Um, like they're, they're, there are others, and I suppose that's part of the reason, Jack. You, you know, if 
if a fella isn't performing, like that there's somebody on the bench that will. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just incredible to think that Peter Casey didn't start the semi-final and final to have that luxury to not start Peter Casey who starts for every other team in, in the country. Like as you said, how do you prepare for firstly the fifteen that you have to face and then the likes of Casey, Pat Ryan, Adrian Breen, the lads coming on from the bench, like how do you prepare for it? Richie Richie English who's on the bench now. Yeah. And like perish the thought when my Casey will have recovered. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 mind boggling that. It's something I want to touch on uh, later on the podcast, Matt. Just that, that uh, I suppose headache, but a positive headache for John Kiley that when all the boys come back and are fit, what's the plan? But just on John Kiley, he's just got the Midas touch. I mean, in in he he made that phone call. I think it was a 2009 All Ireland semi final. He made a phone call. He wanted to get involved, and just over ten years later, he has transformed Limerick Hurling. Absolutely, and he, he, he really got down to business very, very quick and got down to business behind the scenes, learned his trade. I suppose he was part and parcel very much so of the 2013 um, Munster Championship success. And there was another year there he took an intermediate team within a point of winning the Munster um, in, in Intermediate Hurling Championship against the odds. And of course, really, um, he, 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 he was unleashed on the unsuspecting hurling world in 2015. Um, when he when he masterminded a stunning under under twenty one success because um, you know um, if you if you you know what what he did was he he tapped into the resources of two successful twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen which isn't always easy to do um, um, minor teams that had won once the championships because you tend to look back three years twenty twelve like. And if you compare 2012 minors with 2015 um, um, under 21s, as it was at the time, it isn't an exact science looking back like that. But um, Limerick shouldn't be at the races, um, but they were very much at the races. And and we will always remember, like um, um, eyebrows were raised when he when he introduced a certain Garod Hegarty into the panel. Who, who was better known as a footballer? Um, people were inclined to ask, where was he going? And um, but certainly, <laughs> you know, John Kiley wasn't asking where he where he was going. He knew where he was going, and he knew what he was doing with him. And 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 he made it a very formidable halfback back then. And now, what has he done? He's made him into a very formidable half forward, and probably hurler of the year. Certainly, the Sunday game hurler of the year, and nobody could argue with it. Yeah. And more likely that whole little year is going to follow. Yeah, it's just it's incredible when you think about some of the, the players that where they were at minor and obviously the likes of, of Keen Lynch and we speak about him great Lynch and he was minor captain and won a Munster and Rich English the same won a, a minor a minor medal as a, a Munster captain. But the likes of would say Aaron Galan, who wasn't really part he was part of the minor squads, never really shown until kind of seventeen, eighteen kind of time. He's like one of the best herders in the game. Now, Tom Morrissey wasn't starting for his minor team in that first Munster final. You said Gerard Hegarty, like um, Dan Morrissey probably wasn't the player he is now. Like he just, John Kiley improves players. And I know it's not all down to John Kiley. We'll talk about the likes of Paul Kinnark and all the backroom staff in a while. But he just transforms players. Absolutely. But he, 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 look, look, John Kiley is responsible um, for... Um, creating the ethos within the group. It is he that has built the squad. It is he that has built the backroom team. And as I've had said time and time again, wherever there is, um, wherever the backroom teams uh, needs to be beefed up, and he, he's, not, he's, not, he's not afraid to go out and do it. And um, he, he, he's just one of those guys. And Jack, let's be fair. Let's be fair. A modest man, he never wastes an opportunity to share the credit with the back with his backroom team, never waste an opportunity. In, in, in fair play to him on, on, on that as well. But like he has created this ethos within the group that aspires to excellence, aspires to what's best, and he's getting the best out of his backroom team, and consequently the backroom team and himself are getting the best out of the squad. And like you 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 just hear the players talking. They are so happy to be part of the squad. All right, it is very easy to be part, uh, to be happy to be part of an All Ireland winning squad. 
but these guys are genuinely, and the, the seeds of this, I saw it as far back as 2017, when we were unluckily beaten by Kilkenny in the championship in Nolan Park. The seeds were there. Like, it, it, it was a question of um, not will they, but when will they? Um, when will they make the breakthrough, breakthrough? People want to be part of this squad. They want to be part of it. Now, obviously, the discipline and, and, and um, the parameters um, they down are, are, are pretty strict if you want to be part of it. But, like, they're pretty fair. And, and um, certainly, it's, it's John Kelly that has assembled the backroom team. And they, in turn with him, have assembled the squad. And, like, he, 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 the squad must reflect what they are thinking and what they are aspiring to, as they do. Yeah, and, and that, that squad, and you hear about these A versus B games, and it kind of reminds you of Kilkenny in the noughties and even into the early tens. And and look, it's very early, Limerick two and three years, and Kilkenny obviously won over like 10 or 11 in the space, 13 or 14 years. And But you're starting to approach that Kylie is being compared to Brian Cody, Limerick are being compared to Kilkenny, and it's far too early to say it, but they are looking very formidable at the moment, Limerick. They are looking very, very formidable, and 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 um, if, if if you look down a small bit, uh, if you look down a small bit, Jack. First of all, look at your bench. You know, there, there, there are players, there are players on that bench that, that would certainly have been starters in most county teams. You know, like you mentioned the Duffy, like you mentioned Ronan Connolly. Like, I, I remember Ronan Connolly in the Under-21 Championship last year against Cork, even in defeat. Like, he's probably the standout player on the field. And we, we, we saw the type of performances that he put in with, with, with a dare during the county championship. But if you look at it, um, um, if you look at it last weekend and look at our Under-20 team now, they, 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 they got beaten substantially in the end. But I honestly think that I saw more county senior players on, on the Limerick side than I did on the Cork side, even though Cork won handsomely, but um, I, I, I thought Cork were uh, an even side, very, very good side, uh, but they were even without standout players. That, that can happen. Kilmallock won three counties back in the 70s here in Limerick and couldn't get anyone on the county team. You know, so but but there were obviously, and and we were, you know, we, we've talked about them all for the last couple of years uh, about potential seniors and the under twenty uh, twenty team, and you, you're looking like guys like Colin Conklin, and you're looking like guys like Carl O'Neill, you're looking like Ed O'Connor, Jimmy Quilkey, who made the step up from from minor to under uh, under twenty this year, and um, gave 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 a, gave a good account of himself. You've Jason, you've Jason Gillan in there, and um, Brian O'Grady, who had a fantastic um, second half in particular. You know, now he's part of the squad. Mark Quinlan, as is Mark Quinlan and Josh Considine. Like uh, there, there's a few in waiting there. And if if you go back further to the minors of last Saturday, like what's the name on everybody's? What name would be on everybody's tongue this week if it wasn't for the All Ireland final? To be that of Adam English. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, like, there, there was some performance. Patrick O'Donovan, the, the, the full forward, you know, real, real class act. Um, Aiton Hurley, the, 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 the centre halfback. Uh, you know, the, the, these guys will, will, will be knocking on John, uh, John Guiley's door before we know where we are, you know? That's, yeah. you know. And like, when have we been in this position? Like we could conceivably be all our minor champions on Sunday evening, and I know we'll be talking our um, county once the minor champions on Sunday evening for a fourth time in eight years. Oh. Like before this, we have what we had only won five monster championships, and it is like the buses you wait for one all day, and now that four of them could, could possibly come in eight years, you know. Yeah, that that production line is incredible, and I don't know, I don't know who the exact men were involved with. Setting up that academy, like, it's only a decade ago that we had a strike in Limerick. And, look, we won't talk about the strike because there's no need at this stage. It's 10 years on. No. We're all Ireland champions in two years. But one man that came onto the scene in that team, and I, I want to talk about him in great detail because he does not get the credit he deserves. And we spoke about him. It could have been last year or the week four. But Nicky Quaid will get his all-star this year. And it's a long time overdue. But he, say, he like Limerick, safety is best for last. 
And the thing with Nicky is you are never, ever worried about a shot going in or a puck out or even a ball dropping in the entry in the square. He's just cool, calm, collected. He's like a manager on the field. He is. He's, he's, he's a leader. But you see, um, I, I'll say it again at the, at the, the risk of being repetitive. Nicky Quaid is the best outfield player we never had in on, on Limerick because like, he's an absolutely excellent outfield player. And like, you must remember coming into 2010, 2011, Effen had never won. Small club, small rural club out here in South Limerick, standing the cop border, had never won an adult competition, an adult county. And in the space of two years, there were Limerick Junior Champions for the first time, Limerick Intermediate Champions for the first time, Munster Club Champions for the first time, only, only the second Limerick Club to do it, and, and, um, and, and held them on at senior level for four years. It was the influence of Nicky Quaid, the Quaid brothers, led by Nicky, that, 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 that brought all that about. Like, that's an open secret. Like, Nicky Quaid is a born leader, and not just a born leader on the field, but a, 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 a born leader off the field as well. Because you got to see the facility that they have in, in, in the indoor facility that they have in Iffen. It, it, it is second to none. And Nicky, Nicky Quaid, even though he will deny it, was head, neck and heels in getting that done. Not only done, an expenditure of 200,000 euros. Not only done, but paid for. They don't know a red cent in it. But like, this is the type of individual you're dealing with here. You know, just to give you a sense of background to it. Like, he's going to get the All-Star. He has to get the All-Star. It's not coming a day too soon. You know, any honours that are heaped, um, the, the, the way of Nicky Quaid, in my view, wouldn't be, wouldn't be enough for what he has contributed to the game. And he, he's still only 20. Yeah. And, 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 and like, when, when, when you look back and, um, on, on the legacy, what, what he has achieved, what he has achieved, um, in, 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 his, in his short lifetime and, and not only achieving it but being to the forefront in achieving it it's, it's, it's just simply he's just a phenomenal he's just a phenomenal character and, uh, and um, uh, I suppose typical of the type of character that John Kiley would want on board yeah exactly as I said he's like a manager like his, his brother Thomas his brother Thomas is, the, is, 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 is of the same ilk um, his older brother Thomas is of the same ill. He, he involved with the Limerick underage teams already. You know, played played with the played with the senior team and um, with the Limerick senior team on a couple of occasions, and in, in, was in, um, was involved in those great effing successes. And a younger brother coming along, Jack, already involved in the preparation of teams and and playing with Effin, won, won um, an All Ireland um, under twenty one medal in, in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Like you're dealing with him, you're dealing with an extraordinary like the Quaid family would um their contribution to Limerick GA over the generations um would want a very voluminous book um to do them justice. Going back to the to the Quaid twins, um Jack and Jim, Jack, um Nikki's grandfather, who were who were part of Mackey's Greyhounds as as far back as 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 fifty as nineteen fifty-five. That's almost seven decades of incredible service to Limerick. You know, Tommy Quaid in gold, Joe Quaid down through the years. Like, look at look at them, look at uh, another member of the family, Seamus Quaid with Wexford. Um, they won an Ireland with Wexford in 1960, and um, played before before he went to Wexford with Limerick and played with Limerick afterwards. The contribution Jack has been absolutely absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and look, you could spend all day talking about Quaid's, and you said about a podcast, and maybe one day we'll get down to that Quaid legacy podcast. But um, yeah. I, I'm conscious that we will, we will probably before Christmas, but maybe even a bit after that, we will do an All Stars special episode with God because all these Limerick players deserve to be spoken about. But I just want to pick out a few of probably the, the unheralded players. Um, I suppose Kyle Hayes garnered a lot, lot of attention this week. He was extraordinary at wing back. Um, Grod Hegarty and Tom Morrissey have their own little battle for hurler of the year. Aaron Galang, Keen Lynch, the names roll off the song. But one man definitely that I want to start with is Sean Finn. I mean, he, 
he's so far ahead of every other cornerback and he has been it, since the moment I saw him in 15 as, as a, or even as a minor in 13 and 14 you could see how good he was and he was the best cornerback in 2018 whether anyone wants, wanted to admit it or not when he's all-star all-star 19 another all-star this year he's just incredible just incredible, and um, I and it wasn't the minute before time um, when Trusteki Tell in the Sunday game acknowledged that not only was he the best cornerback in the country, but he was the best defender in the country. And I say he here to that absolutely. And and um, just look, just just look at his record. Look at his phenomenal record: two monster minor medals, two monster under twenty-one medals, two monster senior medals. Two All-Ireland under-21 medals, two All-Ireland senior medals, two National League medals, and all of the two so far, which will change shortly, two All-Stars. Yeah. Just, just simply, it's just simply phenomenal. Like, and, but he, 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 like, he, he's just, he's just such a phenomenal player. It, it's incredible. Like, and, 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 um, like, we mentioned it last week. And, and we, we, we've certainly mentioned it in the, our, in the last couple of weeks. The responsibility that lay on, on, on um, Sean Finn's young shoulders when John Kiley was confronted at the start of the current champ of the championship that has just finished with replacing two tons of his full back line. The one ever present that was there was Sean Finn. And um, Sean, people were looking to Sean Finn to bring that bit of experience and that that bit of guidance to, to Dan Morrissey and, and, and help build their confidence and Barry Nash. And he did it in spades. That was a test he passed with absolute flying colours, which is, is, is just typical of the man. You, you just cannot have an, a, an array of silverware like he has. And being such a, not just having it, but being such a critical part of it happening without being a special player. And he is a special player. Yeah. And, and, and we really, really, really should enjoy him. Oh, he's a special player. And I, I think anyone that follows me on Twitter would say that there's probably grounds for stalking that so much on Finn content on my timeline. But I suppose you mentioned them in passing as well. And there's two more lads in that full back line that needs to get um, credit. And again, probably not as, as heralded as other teams, but I, you can start with Dan Morris or Barry Nash, but both have just, adapted to their roles so well. Um, one of them would definitely get an All-Star. I'm not sure. They are probably all deserve All-Stars, but Barry Nash, a cornerback, has a, he came on the scene as a corner forward. He's now an All-Star nominee cornerback. Dan Morris, he has the All-Star wing-back, will be an All-Star full-back. It's just the, the, the transformation and adaptation that both those players have shown beside Sean Finn have to be noted as well. Absolutely, and I, I think we noted it. We, we noted it in the running here to the final at Barry Nash um, last week, um, where we were saying, apart from um, maybe a few uncertain moments in the first 15 minutes against Clare, um, Barry Nash has made that position his own. But like, we, he, here is the John Kiley thing again coming into it. Like, we grew up. Or we saw Barry Nash grow up at minor and under under 21 level as, as being an outstanding forward and being an outstanding prospect as a senior forward. And we've seen John Kelly um, transform him from being, first of all, a forward to being a wing back, a very, very successful wing back. Very, very successful. Um, in, in the first part of this year before the lockdown, I think Barry Nash scooped, if I'm correct, two men in the match awards between the league and between, uh, between the Munster Senior League. And like the, 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 the transformation wasn't as great then um, when, when he had to be moved from wing-back to cornerback as it would have. But it, 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 it gives you a sense of, of how John Kiley can get players to reach their, their full potential and, and his management. And I have no doubt Paul Kenner and those behind the team are, are, are involved in it as well. And um, the, the, the way they're able to shuffle the pack, as it were, around, move these players around and move them around to great effect. Yeah, and, and just the Dan Morrissey and the fullback as well has just been... Well, Dan Morrissey, Dan Morrissey is, 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 is a different in, in, in individual because um, Dan Morrissey in the early days, you, you must remember, struggled a bit um, 
to make a place on, on the Limerick senior squad. And but, but Dan Morrissey stuck at it, Jack. Dan Morrissey stuck at it, and and um, like we 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 see now what what it what it has meant, and and like let's say Dan Morrissey came to Hagwood, you know, and all he's doing now is 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 reaping reward for his talent, and above all his 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 persistence, because he stuck at it. Like um, he was on the panel, he was off the panel in in in, in the early years. Um, uh, of his senior career, but now he's he's nailed down and uh, nailed down probably for a second All Star in three yeah. years. Just another another like exceptional and and I said it about a few players. I said, um, Dan Morris, one of them, didn't put a foot wrong all year. You could say the same probably about Jeremy Burns, Kyle Hayes, and and as I said, we'll go into him when we come to All Stars. But one man that probably didn't have his finest day in the Limerick shirt. He's seen he's been there through it all. He was he was here just for the strike. His soldier with Limerick finally got his hands on All Ireland in 2018, and that was Graham Mulcahy. And he was quite definitely in terms of scoring. He didn't get on the scoreboard. His work rate was its usual enormous self. But one man that I think it was kind of fitting that on his poorest day, Limerick cruised All Ireland when he carried Limerick over the line 18 with that goal and a point very late on when Limerick were really against the cosh. Graham Mulcahy gets his second All Ireland, and he deserves so much more. And I think special mention was caught him just for the service he's given to Limerick. Yeah, absolutely tremendous service. <clears throat> like you, you, you must remember that Mull's career goes way back to 2013 when he when he, when he won a senior medal um, with Limerick, one of the longest servings. And I don't want Graham is one of the role models uh, on that team. And um, you talk there about he not scoring in the All Ireland semi final and the All Ireland final. Um, and you mentioned also about the, the crucial scores he got in 2018. I'll mention the crucial scores he got in the concluding stages of this year's Munster final, um, after which he got a bit of a knock for his troubles. And, and it, it, it may have affected him in, in the All Ireland semi final and final. But and like, like um, you know, the others that we mentioned earlier on. Um, Graham has given absolutely tremendous, tremendous service to Limerick. And even though he's not on the score sheet, doesn't mean that, uh, that Graham Mulcahy isn't effective. Like, Keen Lynch wasn't on the score sheet last week. And so we see how effective he was. And, um, um, like, Graham Mulcahy, he, he gives his all, absolutely, over, over a long career. And, and um, uh, as I said, the fact that he's not on the score sheet... Um, is 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 um, it's not something to down him for, um, because like he made his contribution on Sunday before he left the flare. Yeah, and, and two two men then. I just I don't want to go through all the team. We will finish with these two lads, but two two Limerick lads kind of had their own little uh, mini contest during the game. Um, the wing forwards Garrod Hegarty and Tom Morrissey. Uh, Garrod obviously finished with seven points in play, was awarded the man of the match, but Tom Morrissey five points from play. I think he had six assists. Um, we'll get into the hurler of the year talk probably in the next podcast when we talk through all stars. But who was the man the match between the two of them, or could you separate the two of them who were otherworldly in Crow Park last Sunday? They were out, out of this world, and 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 like you must remember going into the game that a lot of the Waterford strategy um, uh, coming into the game was that Callum Lines, um, Tiger the book, the unfortunate Tiger the book, it has to be said, and and. Um, Kevin Morton would get a grip over the Limerick half forward line, and like there, there were grounds for it um, that that it could happen because in 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 the Munster final it it was the same half forward line that lined up. Tomarisi failed to score, and Gerard Hegarty got two points, um, and um, Keane Lynch got two points on that that occasion at at at, at centre forward, but like right from the get go. Last Sunday, the Limerick half forward line were completely on top of of the Waterford half back line. Like the, the, the Waterford half back line was struggling. Even, even Tide the Boca was failing to get a grip in the game. And we, we just mentioned we would just talk about Waterford that maybe for a bit after and where where it might have gone wrong. Um, but like the performance of of Hegarty and 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 um, and and Morrissey, like. <laughs> The, the, the synchronization between them, even, you know, um, it, it was just phenomenal. It, it was a joy to watch. They ended up with 12 points. They were just stroking them over for fun. 
you know, um, like he was one of the great, great, great displays and one of the great, I suppose, subplots to the game was the battle between Hegarty and Morrissey for man of the match. And I suppose to be, uh, who, which one of them would get the most scores. But um, it was a fantastic, it was a performance by the two for the ages. And then they, 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 you know, they, they picked the, the, the right day for it. But it says so much, it says so much about both of them, but it says so much about Tom Morrissey. This is the Tom Morrissey that was taken off in the Munster final. Nothing went right for him. He turns up in an All-Ireland semi-final and an All-Ireland final and scores 11 points between the two. I rest my case. And just look at their contribution as a whole throughout the year. Um, 37 points from your wing forwards in five games. Is, yeah. like how, like again, how can you compete with that? And I suppose competing with that, we'll talk about Waterford for a second and you... And you mentioned it there, and obviously the loss of Tiger to Burka was was immense for them. And I, I I don't I don't think they had it in them to beat Limerick on that day. I think Limerick would have beaten a select fifteen of Ireland in Crop Park last Sunday. But you have to credit Watford for getting to the Ireland final. They were written off at the start of the year, been written off for the last two years. But no one deserved to be in Crop Park as much as Watford last Sunday. And while it didn't go for them right in the day, if they can keep Lean Cahill and keep the players go and hopefully Tiger to Burka's injury isn't too bad. There's no reason why they won't be there again next year. Look, it was a superb day for Limerick. And like, if there was anything to slightly temper the euphoria, it was that it was Watford were beaten. You, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Um, going all the way back to 1959 for, the, for, for their last title. And they, 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 have made, they have made their contribution to the game all through those years. And um, it, it was a hugely disappointing day for them. And certainly, um, if, if, if but we're forgetting all the time, Jack, that it's only three years since Waterford um, were in an All Ireland final. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're more inclined to judge Waterford too much, by in my view, by um, their performances in the round robin series in 2018 and 2019, when in eight games they only got one draw and seven defeats. We were, we were trying to benchmark Waterford against that, but you must remember that, as I said, they were in the All-Ireland final three years ago, and but albeit there was, there was only, what, I think seven or eight, the most that started in that All-Ireland, that started on this occasion, which in itself says that there's a big, big transition going on there. And what was the difference between Waterford this year and, and, and Waterford for the last two years? Certainly, they were much better organised. Um, they, they had... Um, they had players that um, that were brought in um, that stepped up to the map. Now I saw Liam Cahill shifting a bit of criticism um, during during the week um, for um, his belatedly for his dropping of Noel Connors and 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 Morris Shanahan. I, I personally I don't think it would have made that much of a difference what they around on Sunday. Um, but um, uh, you see. He, he also what 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 Liam Cahill did was um, he he was um, Craig de Borke came back and um, uh, after a long injury and and like all we can do is wish Craig de Borke the very very best if 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 he's facing another long layoff and um, he he had got Craig de Borke playing to his potential he got Jamie Bannon playing to his potential on 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 a consistent basis and he had. Um, he, he had certainly gotten the best out of Austin Cleason again. But, and, and certainly he was getting the best out of Stephen Bennett. And, um, but that didn't happen on Sunday, Jack. That didn't happen on Sunday. We had the unfortunate thing of, of, of um, the injury to Tyg de Borca. But at that stage, Tyg de Borca, um, 22 minutes in, had failed to impose himself on the game. Now he may have grown into the game. He failed to impose himself to the extent that he had done in the previous games that had brought him there. And that was down in no small measure, I would imagine, to the performance of, of, of Keane Lynch. Um, like we, we, we said about Keane Lynch not getting on the scoreboard, but the amount of work that Keane Lynch did, the shift he put in was in proper class and I thought was, was massive. And it caused all sorts of problems and, and um, for, for Waterford. Um, like certainly Jamie Bannon, by his own standards, had a below par performance. And I still think that Waterford need to find a place, put him in it, and leave him there for Austin Gleeson. Yeah. yeah he's playing 
all, he was playing all over the place. He ended up with five points, playing all over the place. One was from a free, one was from a superbly struck line ball, playing all over the place, but playing nowhere. If uh, you know, um, if you know what I'm, yeah, my drift. I, I know, I know what you mean there. It's, it's a tricky one, but I think, I think for Waterford, I just don't, I just think they weren't allowed to play by Limerick, and that's it's probably more of a credit to Limerick than it is um, something against. Well, Waterford. it is, it is because. The, the, the middle third is, is where they where they destroyed Kilkenny in the second half, and, and like the cap was out of the bag now that that, that 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 was going to be their launch pad. Like, and certainly Limerick had taken had had taken the necessary steps to ensure that it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and one one place you don't want to be aiming for is that Limerick had a line with Burns, Hannon, and Hayes. But I suppose for a minute, Matt, we'll we'll divulge away from the All Ireland. We'll return to there at the end. Yeah, but um, we've mentioned all the Limerick players, but don't don't forget the shift at Willemore Donoghue and Dara Donovan put in as well. Yeah, look, I, I just, we don't have the time. I presume people won't be listening if we go through every single Limerick and, player. And Seamus Flanagan, of course. They'll all, they'll all be mentioned uh, next week as we go through potential all-stars and harder yeah. years. But um, before the All-Ireland, we'll say on Saturday, you had the two minor teams and the under-20s in action. We'll go through them. Obviously, we'll go to football for a minute. The minor football okay. beat Watford 2-12. 1-5 on Saturday. Since then, their campaign has come to an end. They were beaten 4-20 to 1-10 by Clare on Wednesday evening. Now, I, w- I was at I was at the, the football games. Um, Clare were awesome on uh, on Wednesday, and they'll give Kerry a lot of it in the Munster final. But just from an Olympic point of view, there was there was a few players that really shone. Um, David O'Shaughnessy from Ballycina, of course, was a top scorer, and he was excellent on both days. Um, Dara Bridgman in the corner was excellent, and there's players coming through for Limerick and another Munster win. I know they're beating competency in semi-final, but it's another win for Limerick football and another thing to build towards. Well, it's been a very successful 2020 for Limerick. It has, it has. And Jack, wouldn't it have a lovely ring um, to it um, come next Tuesday night? And congratulations to Jonathan Hayes, our own Jonathan Hayes, who, who has been nominated to or have been appointed to referee the, um, the, the Munster minor football final. And to Johnny Murphy, who is refereeing the under-21 hurling final on Wednesday night. <coughs> but, um, yeah, look, um, wouldn't it have a lovely ring to it uh, in 2020 Munster Senior Football Champions, Tipperary Munster Minor Football Champions player? Yeah. It, it, it certainly um, would be a massive fill-up for the, for, for the four weaker counties, as they like to be as as people like to describe them in Munster. Um, like it certainly would be striking a blow for them. Now, Clare have been fierce impressive now. They've, they've had a huge win in Turles over Tipperary. Like, and, and um, like Tipperary, what the one county, I suppose, at underage level, that really seriously challenged in recent years, the duopoly of, of, of Cork and, 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 and Kerry. But it was obviously that Clare were coming with a very, very good side. And um, Limerick, I suppose, felt the brunt of it. Um, but I suppose Limerick had a good win over Waterford. And it, it poses a serious question, very serious question about the state of football at underage level in Waterford. That they could be so far behind Limerick, who in turn were quite a bit behind Clare. And... Um, It'll be interesting to see how Clare will fare out with Kerry. Um, the expectation in Cork was that they had a good minor team. Uh, they came very, very close to beating Kerry. Um, so that w- would suggest that Kerry possibly had a very strong minor team as well. Look, there's no bad Kerry minor team. No. Um, but like, I, I, I think there's a window of opportunity there, maybe for Clare on this occasion. From what um, I've seen of Clare, anyway, I can't imagine that Kerry can be too much better. Like the mm-hmm. composure of the Clare players for seventeen-year-olds was was different, different level altogether. They're they're so calm with the ball, the kick passing is exemplary, and I think they'll give. I haven't, I didn't see Kerry, admittedly, but I can't imagine Kerry can be that much stronger if stronger at all. Yeah, as I said, I saw most of the game on Sunday and um, on Wednesday evening against um, Limerick. Uh, I was fierce impressed with him. Uh, of course, they got the tonic of a goal after 20 seconds. Yeah. That tends to, you know, set the tone and it tends to rock the opposition a bit. Like, um, it comes with that little caveat. Um, I'm, I'm not so sure that um, uh, that Limerick were three goals and 10 points worse off than Clare. I 
I wouldn't accept that for one minute um, from what I saw. But um, like Claire, they, they just put on a few scoring spots and, and um, like really put the game out of, out of Limerick's reach. But I agree with you. I, I think it's as good a Claire team that, 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 that I've seen. And um, like, um, I think they're in with a right, right shout. And as, as you said, it would be a Philip for Limerick football because we saw how uh, indirectly, because we saw how, how close Limerick came to Tipperary. You know, Tipperary went on and won, won the Munster final. And discount the All-Ireland um, semi-final against Mayo for the simple reason that Tipperary had two guilt-edge goal chances before Mayo got a goal. And had any one of them gone in, you could have seen a totally different game. So, like, all the, all the indications um, about Limerick football, and I'm, I'm sure we'll be, we'll, we'll be taking a, day, a bit of a podcast to look back on it, um, have been so, so positive. Absolutely so, so positive. Like, the under-20s, even at the start of the year, good performance against Kerry before going out. Like everything has been positive in terms of Limerick football. Two pieces of silver were on the sideboard, um, the McGrath Cup, um, and 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 um, the, the Division Four of the league. You know, full full credit to Billy Lee, um, and like defying the odds on that on, on that one by beating Cork in, in in the McGrath Cup, and and then like and Billy, as you you will recall, was saying at the start of the year like that he wanted to turn, um. Limerick into challengers at the top of Division 4. He did more than that. He turned them into champions. Yeah, he did. And, and it, it's definitely something we'll, we'll have a review podcast, whether it be split in between hurling and football or just a general one. But we'll definitely look back on what has been a positive year for Limerick football. Um, back to the hurling, the minors. It's talking about a good Clare football side. The minor hurling team were exceptional against Cork last Saturday. 2-19 to 13. Um, as you said, Adam English was the name on everyone's lips with the, the two goals. But it was a real team effort from Limerick and against the fancied Cork side, they played Tipperary in a, the minor final on Sunday in the LIT Gaelic Rounds at 1. Um, it's again being shown by Streamsport. But Tipperary will always, will always be fancied under edge level, but Limerick can go back-to-back in the minor hurling championship, Munster, for the first time since 13-14 and you saw the turnover of players that we have from 13-14 winning All-Ireland. So hopefully Darren Mullins and his side can be producing that next crop as as soon as as already like yeah um it it, it looks that way i suppose um we we we, we went to Tullus, um last saturday more in hope than in confidence um we went there more in hope for a couple of reasons i suppose um number one that at on the age groups up along that, that cork had been the winners all 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 through up along and had been the forum team. Um, they had a game under their belts. They had a con- con- uh, convincing win over Clare. They had a high-powered backroom team led by Don Cusick and including Sean Overhalpin, uh, Kieran Murphy, Tom Kenny. You know, they don't come more powerful than that. Um, all the barometers were, um, were, you know, indicating that it had to be, um, it, it, it was going to be a Cork win. But um, nobody told Dermot Mullins, obviously, um, because he, he, him and his backroom team, uh, including Shocks, Andrew Shocknessy, of course, um, they, they had other ideas. And, and like um, the, the, the discussion that we had in the press area on, 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 on um, Saturday anyway was that they had their homework very carefully done on what they had seen Cork doing against Clare. Um, and it, 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 it proved to be very, very effective. Like um, the, the two calls by, by, um, by um, Adam English were absolutely critical, but at the same time, they were actually spectacular in their execution. And, and like, if, if, you, if you see your, your captain doing that at a crucial stage in the game, um, two or three minutes, before before the halftime whistle, I think it was actually coming up to the 30th minute um, when he struck twice in a minute with two, two classic goals. Like that 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 lifts everything. And and during the second half, Jack, that there, there, there was rarely a doubt at any time that Limerick were going to win. Um, and Cork got a point immediately after half time. And um, you said, oh, here goes. 
Um, the Cork Revival is around the corner, but Limerick hit the next six points. Cork didn't score again in the third quarter until after, after the water break. And a very, very interesting statistic about the about this this um, about the Cork team, and 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 it is this. It's an unusual ex, uh, statistic for Cork teams, and 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 I say why it, it happened in a minute. Um, the six Cork forwards that lined out on Sunday on Saturday against Limerick scored one point from play. That was in 30 seconds after the, the, the throw-in. Another Cork forward didn't raise a flag from play. The rest of the scores came from Brian Cunningham, got eight points. Or sorry, Ben Cunningham, who is son of former goalkeeper Gerald Cunningham, um, now Cork senior selector. He got eight points from freeze. Two of the halfbacks got a point each, a midfielder got a point, and a sub got a point. Like for any Cork team, that is an absolutely paltry return. Yeah. Why, yes. did it, why did it happen, Jack? Exactly. I'll tell you why it happened. Because of the organisation, the discipline, and the doggedness of the Limerick defence. That's why it happened. Yeah, they were on top of they were, they were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And Absolutely they, brilliant. And full credit to David Mullins and his backroom team. Uh, like, and, and, and we saw something that we hadn't, that I, I hadn't seen before. We saw a quadruple save. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Lynch. Yeah, he, he has to get special mention. He, he he made a quadruple save, and I understand he plays most of his holding out the field in normal circumstances. Yeah, have we have, have we Nicky Quaid Mark two, you know, yeah. in, in that in in that regard? But uh, it was a quadruple save. Um, the young fella, the full forward hole, he was from Douglas, um, went in and he blasted a, a thunderbolt at him. He blocked it and blocked three rebounds. You know, yeah, three follow-ups. So, so he 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 brought down a point. Uh, he brought down a ball that was going over the bar. Went up and grabbed it like the <laughs> super, the super performance. I kind of went on the radar, and I kind of I remember watching. I kind of forgot about it now until you you said it there. But obviously, look, Limerick will be going for back to back minors this Sunday against the Prairie. They will. Then look, the, the statistic um, like minor for Limerick was very very bad from nineteen eighty four to nineteen um, um, to twenty thirteen. Um, like we had a massive achievement. If if we won a match, as John Kiley mentioned about the seniors last and that in 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 the, in, in the matches, <coughs> and um, uh, getting to a monster final was nearly unheard of. It it, it 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 was all our Christmases coming together. But he, he, here a team now. He, he, here is a spell where we're contesting a seventh monster final in eight years, and we're going for a fourth title in in, yeah. in eight years. No, it's not going to be easy. Tipperary had a good win over Waterford. <coughs> we we beat Tipperary convincingly last year in the last round of the championship. It was a dead rubber game. I understand that Tipperary are physically very big, and we know all about physicality. And with, with our senior team, even though Cockmore physically looked physically uh, much stronger than Limerick did in the minor, but I I believe that. Um, uh, a green jersey tends to blend in with the background and make fellas look a little not as 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 robust as maybe the opposition, you know. Um, I hate to see the seniors if that's your your thinking in real life. Yeah, it's, well, you know, you've got an insight. You know, the big screen that's in Croke Park, and I, I I think the and I'm digressing now from the minors, but I'll come back. Um, the big screen that is in Croke Park, where we, we, we can see the reaction replays and all, all, all what have you. But there was a shot of the Limerick team standing for the national anthem. And I said to myself, my God, my God, you know. They could have played rugby in Tolman Park afterwards. Like in yeah, these, these, are, these are beasts of men. Like, and, <laughs> and, and, and that's the way it is. But um, ju just talking to connections in Waterford, who were at the game, I saw the game in... in, in, in um, uh, the, the semi-final with Tipperary said that they, that, they, that they were physically strong and most of them were up to the edge. Yeah. So, yeah, but look, 
Tipperary are going for a 41st Munster title. That doesn't happen by accident. Yeah, like uh, they are the kingpins of that. They are the masters of it. We haven't beat them in a Munster final since since 1984, Jack, which is 36 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think Sunday's an ideal day to to win that sequence. Yeah, they've actually Limerick have actually last time it was 15, 16, and 18 against Tipperary. So hopefully Mullins and his team can get one over on a, on Tipperary this weekend. Uh, last Saturday as well, the Twenties played against Cork. That, as we mentioned before, we talked about it a bit. Um, Limerick fell um, by I think it was 13 points in the end in extra time. But there was there was huge credit given or there has to be given to Limerick for coming back into a game that they looked dead and buried. They were down by four heading into injury time for Aidan O'Connor freeze. And look, it wasn't a desired result, but again, exposure to, to the the spotlight. Um, some players really stood up. I thought especially John Kiley's, um, the like the players of John Kiley's likes of Mark Quinlan was exceptional throughout. Brian O'Grady's move up the field really brought him into the game. Josh Considine, I said just landing goals, but I think Carl O'Neill for me was a standout player once again and only eighteen years of age. He's some future out of him. And to, and to score and score five points. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and, but but that's what you wanted on the twenty level, Jack. You 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 want you want those that are involved with the senior team um, to 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 step up. And <coughs> if if you like as well, if if you, if you look at the Cork side, only two of them have got a bit of experience with 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 the. Um, with, with with the senior team and they were the leaders on the field like um like Dana Connery at at, at wing back number five and, and Shane Barrett who got man of the match. Yeah. Um like they they were the two that provided the the the, the um the leadership. But what about Colin O'Brien um, from uh, from from the Scarlet Churchtown who who came on and, 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 and struck three line balls Joe Joe Canning like, you know <laughs> he, yeah, I... he I saw I Colin play for Mary I. Um, I think it's even two years ago. This stage, I don't know how we still play under twenty, but um, I thought it was a huge man. I thought he was a brilliant player. I saw him against Kerry below in, in Aston Black Park. I don't know how he started, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be starting for the final. And look, a huge credit to the young lad. Um, he's obviously mastered that craft. But it seems to be a thing against Limerick. Austin Gleeson from over on that far side of the pitch. Uh, Joe Kenny got four. It seems to be a thing against Limerick that players are able to hit these sidelines so well. It is, it is, it is. We seem to be on the we, we seem to be on the receiving end of it, but it is an art that, that is growing in importance, like because we saw in one of the Komogi games, um, Rebecca Henley from, from Galway striking over two line balls against Cork. And now in Komogi you get two points for um for um for a, for for scoring successfully scoring a line ball. And like I, I think the clamor is going to get much louder um to have the same in possibly in hurling. Um, uh, but uh, that's that's probably for another day. But um, yeah, look, he came on. He only came on for extra time, and how he wasn't done in the first place. And there was another lad from Saint Finbars came on. He got one four. Brian um, Hayes, excellent. Brian Hayes, <coughs> you know. Um, but look, um, you're right about the four lads, and and of course Colin But Colin Coughlin, another man with a huge, um, like we talked at nauseum about Colin Coughlin. Um, during our, our podcast on 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 the, on the Limerick Championship, and like he's he's not failing to deliver. Ed McConnell, the very very same, is is has has a huge future. Um, wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if that trio possibly could find their way into John Kiley's panel if he revises his panel um, for 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 the forthcoming league, which will be starting in 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 February. Um, it, it would be very very hard to I suppose overlook. Um, the claims of, of, of Carl O'Neill, um, very hard to overlook the claims of all three, I, I would imagine. Yeah, it's it's hard to overlook. And look, there, it's it's good that we have these players coming through to challenge what is an already huge squad. But you saw what John Kyle did with, with Kyle Hayes in 2017. Kyle was a, a raw minor. Um, he was captain of that team, obviously. He came in straight from the minor team. And, and John Kyle, in his first year, obviously nurtured him and, and looked at the player he is now. So if, if there's any men to take on these players, it is John Kyle. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And John uh, Kiley, we trust um, Jack. <laughs> yeah, and look, we, we, I suppose we, we spoke at nauseum about this Limerick team and we, we'll talk about them for a long time coming. But I just want to, to finish with um, one stat that took out to me was the perfect season, essentially. 13 from 13, I think it was a Tipperary team in, in 1961, if I'm right, were the last team to go 
to win all their games, not go undefeated, but win each of their games. Now, I'm including the Munster Harland League. Um, there was three wins in that. There was five in the league, um, three in Munster and two in the All-Ireland Series. Like, when we look at great teams in Harland... Just we, before you go from that, can I give you another statistic? <laughs> of course. Because I remember it well, and I'm given my age now, 1961. Matt Hassett was captain of that Tipperary team. That was the start of Tipperary winning four Ireland senior championships in five years. Well, they won the Ireland in 62. They were beaten 11, 11 points to eight by Waterford in the Munster final of 63. Waterford lost the final to Kenny by a goal. And the day that Eddie Kerr scored 14 points, Tipperary came back to win the Ireland in 64 and 65. Hopefully Limerick can, can follow suit after a perfect season. But I suppose when we look back and great and great teams and, and again I'm gonna put the Kilkenny connection there. You look at the 08 final, Kilkenny destroyed Waterford, Limerick destroyed Waterford, for want of a better word, in this final. Kilkenny never went unbeaten, even with all those great teams. It bodes well. And look, as I said earlier, this Limerick juggernaut doesn't really look like stopping them or so close to the twenty twenty one season. It looks just so positive for Limerick on forward. Oh, it does, it does, it does, and and, and really, we, we we didn't expand a bit um, on 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 John Kiley's backroom team, and John is never slow to to um, to acknowledge the 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 the, um, the impact that, that those that are around him are waiting, and particularly um, um, Paul Kenner, Kenner lecturer, shows be one of the most successful coaches that the game has seen. Oh yeah. Which, with, with Claire and 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 and, and with Limerick, like um, um, Paul Kennard has come to the stage now where he has absolutely nothing, nothing to prove, and um, it, it looks as if the, like the team work so well in tandem on and off the field as a group, and it, it, it looks that they're, they're, all they're doing is mirroring what is happening in the backroom team. The um, team team is the key word, and and like it's a backroom team and. Like um, they, they were all acknowledged in Grove Park on Sunday when they all went up and, and had a lift, that, um, uh, got their hands on, on, on the McCarthy Cup. Like there's 21 of them there and all. It, it seems it seems big, but they all have to do it. They all play their part. And, and obviously they, they are all a cog in, in what is a very, very well-oiled uh, wheel. Yeah, and I, I suppose I wanted to mention Paul Knurk as well. Like that's his third All-Ireland. He's um, three Munsters, a number of leagues, a number of under-21 All-Irelands and minor All-Irelands. He's just an exceptional coach. But it's as you said, it's the, it's the whole role, the backroom team. We had Caroline Currid back again this year. That's her fifth All-Ireland title. Um, that's no joke. Like That's that's serious going. And, and look, who's to say that if she wasn't there in 19 that we would have beaten Kilkenny? But that's, that's for another day. Look, we're All-Ireland champions for a nine-time they don't come around very often, Matt, and it's been a different one, but we've certainly enjoyed it in our own unique ways. We will. We, we certainly will enjoy it, and I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And we started this podcast with an appeal to people to stick with the guidelines and stay safe for, for, for the next, particularly over Christmas, and for the next month or two. And we're going to see the, the rollout of the vaccine is going to start in, in, in um, on Sunday week all over Europe and the rollout of the vaccine is going to be the rollout of the road back to normality and and like it's a prize that we should cherish and a, chi- a, a prize that we should do everything to ensure that it happens sooner rather than later because like you know the championship um, the, the league is going to is provisionally at the moment penciled in to start in the second half of February and um, you know how what a reception for Limerick to play a home league game in their opening game if crowds were allowed back. Now that might <clears throat> that might be a bit premature. Or limited crowds might be allowed back, but <clears throat> if we want to get back, if people want to get back and get their mums and seats and cheer on what is a unique Limerick hurling experience and and um, a unique team, a team for the ages, like. Over the next month or two, stay safe, stick to the guidelines, and we'll be all back to savour it together again. Yeah, and look, I echo, I echo those sentiments, Matt. And, and John Kiley John has said that there will be a homecoming. We'll be holding him to that. And please, God, 
we can get a homecoming before that league. We can get we can get a full house for the league, and we can welcome back our heroes. And and that's what they are, heroes, one and all. And look, a special mention to the other heroes, the heroes in the front line. The finishing line is in sight. We're nearly there. Just another few weeks, as you said. Absolutely, the the, the heroes on the front line. Like it, it 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 has all it has all been said. That, that, that there isn't anything else to be said. But they have been absolutely simply incredible, Jack. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, and we hopefully next next Friday. Obviously, is Christmas Day when this usually comes out. Um, we'll we'll get we'll get an episode in Matt before before um, Christmas Day. We'll hopefully have a minor championship um, win to look back on and. Course, so you could just there's no end to the talk about Limerick Hurland, but for now, um, wish you a happy Christmas. I hope you stay safe over the weekend and, and the same people, to you, Jack, and all the listeners. Yeah, and I hope people are, are finishing work now for the year, they can be with their families and and it'll be like lockdown again. And we can just be with the loved ones, but Limerick are all Ireland champions. It's Christmas, ah, uh, yeah, Christmas be, week. be with our families, Jack, is the key word. And stop, stop the parting just for one year, like yeah. that. There's a Greater prize out there than Christmas parties. Yeah, and hopefully we'll we'll have a, an All Ireland to look forward to next year. But one thing is for sure, we don't know when Lee McCarthy is coming to Limerick as the trophy itself, but it's back in it in its home of Limerick, and I'll leave you with that. Thanks very much, Matt. You're welcome, Jack.